Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. for Joe Linton. Coleman got the challenge in and won the ball back for Everton. And Iwobi is through to play it in for Calvert-Lewin. Can he get a shot away? Use Iwobi! Everton are in front! What a big goal! And Everton's exit from the FA Cup is confirmed. Patrick Vieira and Frank Lampard shake hands. But for Everton, a humiliating exit from the FA Cup. Two in each half from Crystal Palace. Come here to try and get in the semi-final. We gave Palace a pass to get into the semi-final without having to do much. Palace didn't play that well and they won 4-0. So, players got to take responsibility. That's character and, and, and people ask, what can you do? How, how do you address that? You go, well, tell the players. We've told the players. Address it. Let's be, be strong, be tough, be resilient, trust in yourselves. Be strong and be, be back them to be confident. Um, players have to do it in game. It's 11 games to show character. And if anyone doesn't want to show character, doesn't want to fight, then, then they won't be part of it. But I'm fed up to talk about momentum or confidence or not. I'll talk to the players about that. Keep getting asked about it. Got to win football matches. Simple as that. Hello again, long-suffering Evertonians, and welcome back again to the Toffee Web Podcast, where we're riding this roller coaster from hell that Everton put us through. Uh, it's another international break. I think it's fair to say that we're once again greeting this one with a fair amount of relief. Not because it's, uh, it's a chance for players to recover from injuries, although I think a number of them could do with the rest, but uh, because it'll hopefully give all of them a chance to reflect on these mystifying psychological failings that plagued them in the face of adversity and to figure out how to save this club from relegation over the last 11 matches. Paul Trail and Adam McCulloch are back with me. Lads, I almost suggested uh, that we record something on Friday because like most Blues, I think I feared we'd be dealing with two very different results today. And that's, of course, where we are. Um, but how are we feeling, fellas? Pretty down, pretty, I suppose, pretty pretty blue, I guess. Um, just uh, it's a bit very, very deflating, the result, I guess. I don't... I don't think um, it's not the worst thing to go out of the cup in a way, you know. You, know, you, you don't want to go out in that manner. I just looking at the next game, as it would have been Chelsea or whoever, and yeah, it would have it would have been some some ask, wouldn't it, to have won the next two games in the cup? And obviously, you know, you dream, and it would have been nice to be to Wembley, but maybe maybe it's just avoided there's some some real humiliation there when really really got to focus on the league. Um, the cup drought continues, of course. The trophy drought continues, of course, and it's. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's obviously frustrating. But um, yeah, I just, I just get the feeling we've been absolutely walloped in the semi, and and then if if not, then then the final. So maybe it's um, the walloping and the quarterfinal was maybe 
maybe uh, <laughs> a bit of a a bit of a saving grace. I suppose it could, it could have been a lot worse. But um, yeah, it's disappointing. But at the same time, it's not the worst thing to be out of the cup. It's a shame to end the international go into the international break on a real positive. Uh, sorry, positive, real negative. Sorry, after such a positive against Newcastle, isn't it? That's the uh, probably my biggest frustration from the game, and it's just there. Uh, yeah, it just feels a bit flat, doesn't it? It just feels like oh, you know, all we got to all we got to do now is all we have for the season now is is uh, a relegation fight. Um and it just yeah, brings back a few bad memories from, from other seasons quite a long time ago when we've um when we've been fighting relegation, you know, and just worrying about when the next results are gonna come from. So uh yeah, we're in for quite a battle now, aren't we? Indeed. And I think it, 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 it seems so long ago now, the Newcastle game. Um it's 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 less than a week and to go from you know, we I'm I'm sure we'll get into it. It was it was a bizarre game of football, but more, most importantly, you know, we came out of a positive result and, and the, the, the positive feeling you just think just carry that on into the next game. And, you know, I I, I think you're absolutely right, Paul. I mean it's 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 the FA Cup and we it, it, it wasn't it wasn't one of the sort of years where you look at the draw and think, oh, it would have been a really sort of favourable kind of pathway to the final. I think it was, it, yeah, it, the odds were stats against us. But you, you think just any kind of positive performance to follow that up from Thursday, from that kind of helter skelter football to to go to go and show, you know, that you know we aren't just you know a sort of you know a home side really to to do something to to inspire some confidence because now there's this international break which feels a little bit like a chasm you know you're just kind of sort of willing it to be over but also aware that you're creeping towards you know really sort of season defining games now um and and that's the thing with a, a cup game we, we, we said that last week it, it was a free hit it's a chance to try stuff and it, it just it, it obviously yeah it, it really backfired um but I think if you'd have asked us Last week, when we were when we were all doing our absolute utmost to be positive, would you take a win over Newcastle over uh, a win over Palace? You, you, it's it's sadly, you know, albeit loses a romance of a cup. It, it's it's a one you would have picked. So, I think you know that's that's probably what the manager's telling the players. And hopefully, um, as you mentioned, Lyndon, by the time the international break rolls around, we've got you know a few players a bit recharged, restored, and you know. Sounds, you know, if if a kind of you know, public words from Frank Lampard or anything to go by, they'll they'll have hopefully had a real dressing down. I know they've had plenty in the past, but um, he 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 looked a very angry man, and he, he was he was he was right to be because it it was it was a manner of a performance cliche, but it was it was it, it was it was gutting. Yeah, and no, there was a fair amount of frustration frustration in his voice. Um, you could tell he was he started losing. He was losing, losing patience and and losing the, the he's running out of words. I think in in some of his post match interviews. Um, but uh, let, let's go back to Thursday first, which was another one of those evenings that felt like a turning point at the time. I think certainly Frank Lampard seemed confident it would be. You know, must win game. Uh, Van der Beek and Calvert Luna ruled out. We go down to ten men amid yet more refereeing controversy. Against all that adversity, we pull out a dramatic win. Uh, with a goal nine minutes into stoppage time. And it's the kind of result that the teams can use as a springboard. But as we've now seen, it, it didn't work out that way. But if we're to rely on our home form, that was a good sign at least, right? Even if we actually created very little on the night, the fight was at least there um, together with the support from the, France, from the fans, which, was, um, which really was phenomenal. I mean, I, I think we were talking last week about whether the, just how much you know we'd be, they'd be able to repeat some of the... Um, fantastic um, atmospheres that have that we've already had this season but that one sounded you know at least from my vantage point to be um, quite something else it was an, it was an incredible atmosphere um, at the game um, probably more so once obviously the red card happened and I think everyone was just so so angry um, and just really sort of willed the players on so much and uh, it was yeah it was, it was great to see that from the player it, it, it's it's ridiculous how they can Oh, they can just go from that to you know from like um right we're not going to be yeah you know, we're not going to be denied here they really dug in all of them at the back and the fence they 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 really got you know just just did everything to defend that goal and 
and uh, keep the clean sheet. And then obviously we got a goal at the other end. To, from that to 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 some of the defending against uh, Crystal Palace was just a, insane. I know obviously they didn't have the home crowd behind them at Palace, but how they can just go from one to the other like that, I just I just um, I, just, I can't understand. But staying on Newcastle, it was um, yeah, it was brilliant. It was a bit really um, yeah, not not a great game of football, obviously, but. Um, atmosphere is coming out of the game and like you know we're all like 40 years old all hugging each other and you know, <laughs> like you know just uh it's just a real sort of uh amazing amazing feeling coming out and just uh yeah it was it was, it was just fantastic great goal by awobi um the red card still stings with me it really does i was um really really angry about that at the time maybe they showed it on the big screen as well they showed they showed one of the replays of it which um and you know everyone could see then what why why is he why is he that why has he been told, yo, you got to go and look at this? Like, why, why has he been told that, that you got to go and have a look at this here? And then after having looked at it, why is he going, oh, no, no, I'm wrong. I've got to, I've got to send them off. So it really, really not on. And I think that's that's what really what really frustrates me these next few games. I mean, we'll talk about Palace later, obviously, but um, not having any sort of defensive midfielder for that game is worthy. And that's going to be the same for two huge, hugely difficult games now away at West Ham and, um, and uh, Burnley. Allen's the sort of play we really, really need in there, unless unless maybe Delft can somehow get fit. There's talk that maybe maybe he's available after the international break, but that was the biggest frustration. So I'm still still really frustrated about that. I just thought it was so so unfair the red card, and it's just you add it to the list, don't you? Of um, some of the um, I suppose the injustices we've had from 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 officials in VAR quite recently, and um, just six of the back teeth of it, and just found that the toughest thing to swallow. So it was um, great reward for the lads to keep on going and. Uh, and take the win, but um, at, at a cost, of course. Yeah, I think I think yeah, you, you you're right to kind of point to the fact that yeah, it's it's the sort of it's the after effect, obviously, because because we got the positive result. You know, then then you turn towards you know losing Allen for these next couple of games, and as we saw against Palace, um, that midfield area without him, um, arguably without the three as well, but that's, that's another debate. But like w- without someone like that who who has got that tenacity. Um, and that drive, but but also has got that quality on the ball. Um, I, th- I, f- I feel like we, we we don't look as good without him or, or when he's not on song, at least. Um, so to lose him for those games is obviously gutting. Um, I mean, it's 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 an atrocious decision for so many reasons. Obviously, it, it, it's a long time ago now, but it's it's just worth pointing out that it's it's one of those vast situations where in every shot, you can see the referee, like with a with a with a clear view of what's going on. It's 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 not one of these kind of oh it's in the box and he's being pulled and you can't see it. It's it's not handball, which you know we spoke at length with the uh, Man City game, but it's 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 a it's not a subjective kind of decision. It's 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 a very cynical. I think I said at the time I went that's the most yellow yellow card I've ever seen. It's just a very yellow card, just cynical. He's taken him out. He's held his hands up straight away. Everyone in the ground knows what's happened. Um, and then we, we proceed for minutes on end of just nonsense back and forth between, um, between you know, an, un, an unseen, unheard observer from Stotley Park who's, who's then just, comp- well, uh, c- could easily have just, thrown our season into tatters because I think if, if if Newcastle had gone on and won that game, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about Palace, so it's, it's not exactly necessarily had the charge effect with the entire squad, but certainly with, with, with the players out on the pitch and with the fans behind them, um, it, it, it could have gone so badly uh, if, we'd have, if we'd have lost that game um, after, after the previous performances. So to, to have another massive decision go against you... Um, is is incredibly frustrating, but obviously to then get the win, um, for it to be a Wobie as well, uh, the bolt cutters, everything. I mean, I'm I'm just jealous I wasn't there, Paul. I, I, I'm, ah. I, it, I I feel like we've we've needed um, a kind of a night like that because it's it's been a season, um, a few real sort of you know standout moments, and, and when they have, they've they've either been very negative or. Or, or more on the sort of controversial side, but that that kind of magic moment and, and some quality as well. It's 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 one of the best goals we've scored all season. We probably will score all season. It's 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 got a bit of everything. It's it's lovely link up play. It's composure, uh, winning the ball back in the first place, the desire. Um, but it's so late on as well. I mean, it, it was it, it it was wonderful. And um, 
you know, it, it was it you know, it was it was an emotional night watching it on the uh, TV here in um Derbyshire. But um it was, you know, I, I liked to to have been there. Um you just think the players who then went on to play at Palace, albeit, you know, tired leggy players in some cases, you do think surely, surely that's got under your skin a bit that like, you know, when 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 we fight even when we're up against it, that like, you know, that that's the reaction we're gonna get. And then you've got away fans like yourself going down on a Sunday and for for it to be bar the sort of opening kind of, you know, first 10, 15 minutes again. And how many times have we said that? Bar that, it was so, it was so limp and so, so lifeless. And you just think, how, how can you go from one extreme to the other? Yes, there's some players missing. Yes, there's a different system. I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. But it, it, it really is chalk and cheese. And it's, it's strange. Last, last week we were coming off the back of some very disappointing results and we're all very positive. And now we're coming off the back of a really good home win and yet we're flat. And I think it's it's because this is kind of what this bunch of players does to you, really. They they inspire hope and then they dash it. Um, and it's, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, but as I said, I'm just glad that the league game is the one that we took care of because that's 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 what we've got to take care of now isn't it we've 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 just got to try and get as many points on the on the board and stay stay safe and if and if we can show anything like that level of performance against Newcastle where we're up against it then surely we'll be okay but m- more more away days like palace and we're, we're going to be we're going to be there until the last day of the season worrying about uh, what other sides around us are up to sadly so i i just i just hope that um the reaction um, in the next game against West Ham is is a, is a good one. I hope it's yeah the opposite of what just happened with Palace. Just one thing back on the um, the, the the red card as well. I mean, other people have said that already, but one of the obvious comparisons we sort of drew was like, what? Why wasn't the Shelby one at Newcastle looked at? You know, mm. I mean, that was like a way worse challenge. That was like that was a really really bad challenge. That could have broken his leg, no problem. That was a that was really bad. It, it, that, that was the that, that was one of the biggest inconsistencies of me. It was just the really sort of Come on, why, why, why do you have to look? Why are you looking at that one, and why, why are you taking so much look at it? And then you got to go. Oh, you got to change your mind. And the other one was way worse, and everyone could see that was way worse. It was you could see at the time it was a really bad challenge. Not even a look, you know, for what? Because mm-hmm. not even so, you know, no, no real consideration of, oh, you, you know, you're gonna have to look at this. It was just really, really frustrating. It's the most maddening part of it, isn't it? The inconsistency, um, not only between different officials, but the same officials week to week will make different decisions. Um, yeah, and without any sort of you know rhyme or reason, and yes, you know they're human uh, and all the rest of it. But the whole point of VAR was to was to put this um, you know this opportunity in place for a few seconds for you know for, for someone to to to, to look at a, a an incident from multiple angles and come to a a rational decision based on you know based on on, on established precedents. And I think the worst part of some of the incidents that have that affected us recently is that they've they've been departing from these precedents. I mean, you know, the, 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 and we've talked about this before in terms of refereeing decisions and, and VAR decisions departing from the spirit of the game. I mean, you could obviously, you know, Alan, we 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 know everyone knows what Alan was trying to do, you know, and in in, in the spirit of a situation where we're trying desperately to, you know, to to stay in the Premier League. And you've got a player like Alan Saint Maximan who's potentially going to run away on the break. Yes, it's a very cynical challenge, and he brings him down. But I mean, in, in by no definition, really, is it a, is it a red card? And the annoying thing is, is that Craig Pawson makes the right decision first off, and then it's 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 down to someone uh, who again is two hundred miles away, doesn't have the temperature of the game, isn't really um, thinking in terms of the of the spirit of the contest, and he's you know basically convinced the on-field referee to, to go and have another look at it. And and then at that point, I mean, you know, people are screaming about corruption, all the rest of it. For me, it's, it's, it's more, it's more referees wanting to, to sort of take center stage for me um, and to be part of the narrative. And, you know, that, that, that may be mm-hmm. wrong, but, it, but when you see incidents like that, um, it's very hard not to be cynical, cynical on that point. Um, I suppose we should just be grateful that Porson didn't give us, didn't, didn't give a foul, against Seamus Coleman in the lead up to the goal because honestly he quite he, he could have done um 
and so <clears throat> I'd be grateful for small mercies, I suppose. But yeah, it's just this. Um, it's it, it's just somewhere along the line, the FA and the and the and the PGMOL have got to look at this, um, and we've got to surely get to a point where we've got more, um, you know, more dialogue and more um, transparency with how these decisions, um, how these decisions are, are made, what the rationale is. But until until the until there's a coordinated campaign by the newspapers where on a weekly basis these things are just splashed across all the back pages that the image of the FA and the referees is so tarnished that I, I honestly don't think it's going to change unless it is a a, a coordinated narrative um, talking about just how much the league is being compromised by these just terrible decisions. Well, a few a few things on that. Well, one the um. The rationale was it like it was uh, out of control, both feet off the ground. I mean, I think anyone doing sort of like a, any sort of you know like tackle like that, you, if you slow that down, both feet will be off the ground at some point when you're doing that. Nearly always, I would have thought, you know. So um, that was that, that, that was a nonsense itself. And the next morning, I was, yeah, I was uh, quite you know still quite giddy from from the from the night before. And um, normally when like um, I listen to sort of five live sort of breakfast as I'm sort of doing some work in the morning and. Um, <clears throat> Normally the sports support comes on. I've, got, I've gotten so used to pressing mute the second it comes on, just because I don't want to. I don't want to hear about like oh so and so. They talk about Liverpool a lot. I just, I just, just press mute. And they didn't even mention our game. That we like didn't. They, they mentioned uh, all the all the Europa League games. The how how well Leicester were doing in the Conference League. They didn't even mention the Everton Newcastle game. And I thought that, that was just astounding. So you're asking you're asking for like uh, you know the, the papers, the press, whatever, to sort of start making a bit of a campaign about this. If they're not even going to mention the game, mention it was like the what the the second latest ever ever Premier League goal or something like that, and you know and the forty minutes of stoppage time, the drama, love it, the importance of the game for 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 Everton. Um, you're not even going to mention the match in in, in your sports. Well, I just found that incredible. Like, you're not going to get that ever ten years. Sort of the big teams. They're not, they're not, just, they're not going to go for a sports without even the mention when they've scored a 99th minute winner. You know what I mean? Like, and, and everything else that came with it, let alone the, the VAR controversy. So, if you know, quite feasibly, people have woken up on, on Friday, not even knowing there was a game, a Premier League game on Thursday, because let's face it, most of the time, why would why would there be? Um, and but they just sailed through the day, not even hearing about that. And you know, it's just like just dreadful broadcasting, isn't it? And just um, so if you're asking for like for them to sort of have any campaign on that, then um, seems a long, 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 long way away at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the heartbreaking thing about you know our situation is that we're we're not any closer to being relevant. You know, we're becoming less huh. and less relevant with every season that we fail to uh, fail to progress. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly, true. Yeah. And that's the thing that the Man City handball decision was one that probably got a little bit more press, but is is that more down to just you know sort of you know the sort of other northwest clubs, shall we say, who might might be a bit rankled by that and, and the kind of associated press with that, um, rather than any kind of real sort of you know display of uh, you know. The fact that we've we've been on the receiving end of some really poor decisions recently, and I'm yeah I'm I'm not a sort of you know conspiracy brigader in any way, but it it, it does seem that we've we've had a really rough run of luck, and it's it's not the reason we're in the position we're in. I I, I think you know most most fans would, would would agree with that, but I think it's it's still incredibly frustrating when you when you see these things happen, when you see them play out week by week by week, and then. Um, as, as you say, you, you you can't even have the sort of like slight satisfaction of you know seeing someone say, "Well, yeah, Everton were unlucky last night, weren't they?" Because as you say, you know, like you know, oh, you know, Leicester did all right against you know insert you know strange <laughs> club here. You know, it, it, it's, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, but I mean, <laughs> to be honest, the guy who chained himself to the post that 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 probably got more press actually. Now I think about the no swinging. Um, what was that like in the uh, in, in the ground, by the way, Paul? Did, did were you sort of aware of what was going on? Or it was quite funny. Uh, we 
Yeah, it's a sit behind the goal there. So that, that was, I was pretty close to it. And um, yeah, I think Newcastle obviously on the attack and I think the ball got booted out for the throw and I think. And uh, so I'm just sort of watching the sort of track of the ball and all that. And so, someone there was like, like what's he doing there? What's what, what's what's that guy doing there? What, what's, what's he doing? I was like, well, I looked around and I couldn't see him. I just didn't, I wasn't thinking looking directly at the goal. I was looking at the players and they were looking at each other with their arms. I was like, what's happened? Until eventually, obviously, you saw what was going on. And it, it, was just like, it felt like first they like they had like a like a pen knife or something. And then they had like a pair of scissors. And then like and then when the guy came up with them, like yeah. enormous bolt cutters. And how long it took them, and how many of them. <laughs> so it was just like it's just hilarious. Like that, and then you know, when, that, when he finally like freed the guy, and then he just like flopped to the floor. And then the other guy, someone, someone ran on trying to trying to hit him. <laughs> so he got he got like he got like sort of ushered away, and he was like screaming his head off at the crowd. And so it was just like, the, the most bizarre bizarre time. And um, if all you did ever Everton a bit of a favour at that time of the game. If I recall, mm. we were under the cosh a little bit, and it's, it's funny. It's a funny place called this, isn't it? And some of like that can just somehow g the crowd up a bit because I think when Alan got sent off as well, we were finally on the front foot a bit. I think Gordon had a good drive at goal and it was saved, saved well. Mm-hmm. We had a few corners and a few little chances here and there. We were putting the pressure on. Now Alan, Alan obviously did the right thing and take it, taking um, St. Maxim out, but. Um, yeah, it's maybe that maybe there's a time. Who knows actually what would have happened? And you know, had had that, had that whole thing not happened, would we have won the game? If we'd had eleven men on the pitch, it was like you know, as furious as it was about that. And arm, yeah, I mean, there's no guarantees there, is there? Really? You couldn't you couldn't tell. So um, yeah, but uh, it was a crazy moment, all right, when that um, <laughs> that fella that fella sort of changed himself. That, what sort of device is that where they take so long to take a, to, to get it off with like the biggest wire cutters you've seen and everything and so many guys and police and everything. It was like, like something that like, like naked gun movie or like, you know, the car, or <laughs> loaded weapon one or something like that. It was just, uh, just crazy. So, um, more, more of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing with with bolt cutters is the bigger the bolt cutters, the, the less, the less useful they are in, in cutting something that small. You know, it's like yeah. trying to cut something with with a really blunt pair of scissors. It just kind of the blades kind of just fold around what you're trying to cut. So I thought, <laughs> this, is, this isn't going to work. You need something really, really sharp. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think it was just um, you know, the, the amazing thing about it was in in the course of you know the the ninety plus whatever it was minutes that we, we really only created two moments of quality the in the entire game but uh, that sometimes that's all you need because you know they absolutely scrap for it for everything um from from from, from the first minute to the last um you know the, the 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 way the crowd the crowd lived and breathed every kick of the ball you know every throw in every tackle every every challenge every decision i mean that that was that was one of the most astounding things to me um <clears throat> but then you know, you, you have the flip side where, yes, you've got plenty of you know plenty of you went down um, to Palace, but it's it's not the same thing as a home game, obviously, when you've got almost the entire stadium on your side, and then you just see the flip side of it when you, you we start really well, start on the front foot, and, and I mean, as for those first fifteen twenty minutes is as well I think as we've played away from home at any time this season, um, and then. Almost a, a switch gets flipped, um, and the, the, you know the mentality completely changes, and you know the, the rest, as we say, is history. And you know, I'm, I'm sure, just like Lampard's tired of talking about it. I think fans are tired of talking about mentality and and psychology. But you know, you only have to go back to our home form under Ancelotti with no fans. Um, and there was almost this this complete psychological block that they just could not get past um, in terms of of you know even scoring at home, let alone um, winning at home um, under one of the best managers that, that that's ever you know coached in the game. Uh, and, and and we're seeing it again now, but obviously away from home, um, where. Where does the where does that where does the change come from? I think we're all we're all wondering now, and 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 how I don't know how how, how does Lamp, how does Lampard change this? I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Um, I mean, I think I think one thing you can say about the Newcastle game is even um, even though you know obviously went down to ten men, we we're playing a, a side who, albeit for one 
you know, a lucky result against Chelsea have been in great form themselves. Um, and he's still got plenty to play for as well. We stayed in the game. Um, and I remember sort of, you know, saying through gritted teeth as I was still, you know, sort of uh, ranting and raving about the ref that there might just be one more chance in this. And obviously, you know, you see 40 minutes of stoppage time. You stay in the game long enough and that that one moment, that one real moment of quality, you know, you make it count. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, doesn't work all the time. You, you know, I'm, you know, back in, you know, the sort of Moyes days, you know, there'd be plenty, plenty of games you lose by the odd goal and think, you know, wish, wish we'd been a bit more expansive. But I think in terms of staying in this division, um, the away form, for the most part, why are we getting blown away by sides like Palace who are, you know, again, having a good side this, uh, having a good side, having a good season this year. Um, but, and it, I guess it, it did have parallels with a lot of the uh, FA Cup quarterfinal games we're talking about, like the Wigan game as well. So might uh, might get Vieira in a couple of years, who knows? Um, but I think there's there's, there's, there's there's something really sort of bizarre about going with sort of three three central defenders, um, two defensive wing backs, and getting blown away four 0 by a side who. Aren't exactly known for kind of you know doing that to sides, and it, and it's it's another game where they'll probably look back on that at the end of end of a season as their best performance of a season, unless they do something really special. That'll be their best performance of a season. I think there'll be a lot of other sides. Spurs will probably say the same thing. I think Watford in their performance at Goodison, which I guess is a bit of a misnomer in, that, in terms of what we're talking about, but there's. There's a lot of sides who will say, "Yeah, that, that, that was our that was our best performance of the season." That against Everton, uh, Norwich away as well was another. And most of the time, we, we, we're not we're not just sort of getting beat by the odd goal. We, we, you know, we, I mean, even the Southampton game, the sort of you know the two nil game, we we never we never got going in that game either. And it's and these these are recent ones. These are these are games under Lampard. So these pre-exist the manager and. They've stuck around as well. So, in terms of how to solve it, um, I think we, we've all kind of alluded to it uh, in in terms of tightening things up. How how he does that away from home, uh, particularly as, as as you mentioned, Paul. There's, there's there's no holding midfielders fit as as it as as we you know currently stand. Might have changed by the end of the international break, um, but. That that midfield looks porous, and it's such a key part of the pitch. And then when you've got centre backs who have have had moments, and again, that's that's the really frustrating thing. I think uh, defensively, the performance against Newcastle is we look really solid. You know, uh, we've we've said Michael Keane. I've been critical at times, um, but he, I, I thought he, I thought he was excellent against Newcastle. He was, he was excellent. He battled. He looked dominant, and then. The goals against Palace, it's it's there's there's that lack of confidence. You've you've got someone like Godfrey who goes from kind of looking like a sort of buccaneering sort of answer at left back, uh, which you know square peg for a round hole, but one that's effective. Um, to then going back to being a sort of strange kind of centre back who sometimes just looks looks a little like a little behind the play, and then Holgate who has moments both good and bad. Um, and was strangely captain for a while um, on the weekend. So I feel like and, and, until we get tighter, that's that's in, in the central areas and at the back. I, I, I can't see us. I can't see us winning or, or or even even getting points away from home because, and unless unless that changes, we're we're going to get beaten by the sides we're playing away at, or or we or we're going to we're going to struggle to break them down and. Um, yeah, that's that's surely got to be the focus over the next uh, ten days or so, uh, without 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 games to contend with. Surely he's on he's on the training ground. We'll be looking at set pieces again. How frustrating is that? It, you know, even at this point in March, with a with what is now a fairly settled group of players, but we're still talking about set pieces. Um, I think like focusing on those basics and then hoping. That the likes of Gordon, the likes of Gray, now he's getting minutes. The likes of Richarlison 
Calvert-Lewin playing himself back into fitness. If if they can have those moments like Awobi did against Newcastle in tight games, then we should have enough and that could translate away from home as well. That's for hope. The, um... Sorry, go on, Alan. Go no, on. I was just going to say that the, the, what Adam was saying about the, the midfield is really the key to it. Um, and I think I, I mentioned something about it um, when for, from the Wolves game where that lack of midfield solidity um, without Alan, you know, in that instance, I'm still not sure why Lampard left him out of that game. But, I mean, he was he was obviously a, a very big miss in that game. But, you know, that central midfield area affects everything. You know, it affects the confidence of the, of the people behind them. Um, and you look at the second goal, Palace's second goal, and a lot of our problems... Are summed up in that in that one goal. When you see Decore just jogging back, you see Gomez jogging back. I mean, what Lampard said about the the Wolves result versus the Newcastle result, he made a point of saying that the key to it was the fact that we defended our box, and we did not defend our box against Palace. Um, and it wasn't just mm-hmm. that goal. Obviously, there was the the the, th- the, the third goal that never was that um, Zaha really should have scored. He was completely open. Um, I'm going to be slightly charitable with the third and the fourth goal and say that we were probably chasing the tie at that point. Um, But again, the lack of a reaction from Holgate and Keane as the ball comes back off the post or if the ball comes back off, off Pickford's gloves, you know, it's, it's a palace, it's a palace Jersey that's first to the ball. And really that sums a lot of it up. You know, you can, you can talk about confidence from the from the psychological perspective, but you can also talk about just a, a lack of of concentration and a lack of desire. And I think that that's what I was getting at earlier, saying you know how does Lampard change that part of it? Um, because these players are su- supposed to have everything to play for, everything to fight for, um, and they just aren't consistently able to do it. The um, the the three of the backs driving me mad. The, the, the players that were comfortable with it at all, particularly them three, which are kind of the only three really at the moment anyway, um, they just don't seem to fit. And I don't know whether you call it five at the back or three, four, three or whatever it is. And the I, I could understand the the sort of two midfield against Palace against Crystal Palace, probably because he didn't feel he had another midfield that we could use or defensive midfield that we could use. I don't think he wants to put Holgate, for example, up into midfield. Or and there was literally nobody else, was there? Um, mm-hmm. The young lad on the bench, and there was um, just Gomez. And when you saw them two in midfield at the start, you, you never really thought that that was going to be be good enough, really, in the midfield. But <clears throat> so I, I understand it in that one, but he literally didn't have a defensive mid with um, with Davis and Delph both injured as well, as obviously Alan suspended. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned with the Wolves one, it's frustrating me the times when he when he has had the players available, but he's still just gone for the two man midfield and the um, it, it it just strikes me like that three midfield. I think the, the we spoke, I think we spoke about it before that that Manchester the game against Manchester City that template of the three in midfield of uh, okay Van der Beek wasn't available for this one obviously or the game before, mm-hmm. but yeah, try and replace it where you can and just stick to that you know um, that three man <laughs> midfield. Um, it seems to work for us, or it's, it's, it seems to work better for us anyway than than any of these um, these confusing systems. And when they made the sub at half time, you figure, okay, well we're going to go four four two now, aren't we? And you just you, 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 we we said the half time, oh, yeah, take take Kenny off, you know, put Coleman, you know, keep Coleman at right back, go four four two, and you made that sub. Go, oh, there we go, we're going four four two. I couldn't believe it when I saw Gordon on the left uh, left um, left wing back, and then Coleman pushed up to the right wing back. I was like. And then and then a Wobi ended up. I was like, why? Why are we just trying something like? Why, why not try like a Wobi in the centre or something like that? So it's it's more frustrating with Lampard, I think, on um on Sunday than I was with maybe the players. Um, I'll defend the players a little bit this one, but they started the game very very well. I think like the the the, the injury to Townsend was very very unlucky. Um, that put that pegged us back a bit. We didn't have another left footer. Um, we didn't have anyone to take set pieces and. Um, after that, really, um, the turnaround of games as well between Thursday and Sunday compared to Palace, um, it's not like we could change it an awful yeah. lot. That really didn't help us at all. He didn't have much time whatsoever. I don't think Pickford was ready to play. Probably was it? He, he'd been ill, hadn't he? And then all of a sudden, he had to play because Begovic was ill. And, you know, and the, the, there's a few other players ill as well. I think, and you wonder how many, how many are carrying knocks and bruises and bumps and just fatigue from the from the big effort they had to play on Thursday. A long time, a long part of that. 
of that um, that time with 10 men as well. So it might sound like I'm not making excuses for them. Or, uh, maybe, maybe I am a little bit, but I thought, I thought, okay, I'm not, I'm not saying it was a good performance as such, but it obviously wasn't, but I thought the players stuck at it at the second half. They were trying, but I think they were impeded by the sort of what they were trying to play. And you can't legislate for the goals. You can see that they were really, really poor. And we, we know, we, we've spoken about this a number of times already now, and Lampard's spoken about it, of, the players' heads drop far too quickly when 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 things go against them, and that's true. It, it was very, very visible, wasn't it? Once the uh, once they went behind, particularly once they went two and all behind, um, they do they, they, they do lose their heads very very quickly when when things go against them. And that's something they've really got to figure out. Um, some of the things they were doing, some of like the the was one bit when like. Pickford played it to Godfrey and it went out of play. I forget exactly how. And did Gordon take a free kick into the box? It barely left the ground, and so it's like you know, it's just like crap stuff like that. You know, it's just really, really sort of frustrating. Um, and the third and fourth goal, I did, I still haven't seen the fourth goal. I was, I was halfway to my car by that point. I didn't see, um, I haven't seen that. And I, I hope never to <laughs> to see what happened with that one. Um, but the, the, yeah, the, the third goal was poor, wasn't it? Um, but we. we we're beaten by then. I was saying to a few guys as well. I mean, well, look, it's cup football. What do you want to do? Yeah, if it's the league, you could probably sit, but sit on two and off. Okay, we're a bit beaten here. Let's let's keep it at this and not make it worse. Or you could tentatively try and get into the game or whatnot. But what's the point in doing that in the cup? You're just going to lose anyway. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I didn't. I wasn't as downbeat about the game as probably a lot of um, everyone else. A lot of people seem to be very disappointed because any defeat hurts. But I was a bit more encouraged by the effort of the players. Than a lot of people, than nearly everybody seems to be, and that's fair enough. Um, because I think there were some um, some circumstances as to why they weren't at the best and why why they were flat. But they have to get this out of their heads. They have to get this mentality uh, fixed. They they have to stop sulking when they go behind. They have to sort of man up a bit in that regard because it's it's too often and it's too frustrating. And if I'm playing against Everton, and God, it's David Boy's playing against Everton next, I'm sure he'll know what to do. You'd think if you can score in the first 15 minutes against Everton, you, you probably feel like you've won the game. You don't feel like Everton have got any sort of uh, capability of fighting back from that regard. So, you know, it's uh, it's away from home is going to be continually tough until we sort of can uh, can get that out of our heads or sneak some sort of fluky win somehow. I might just turn the momentum for them a little bit because it's uh, we keep going on about it because it's really obvious that the mentality when we go when we face adversity is uh is so poor <laughs> and again as i say which is which makes it the newcastle game uh the the strength they showed in that adversity all the more surprising and then all the more disappointing that they couldn't um couldn't up, couldn't back that up at palace mm. it's 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 an interesting one the central midfield one because I feel like with with a lot of the issues we've had, not just this season, but in previous seasons, we point to things like recruitment. We say, I've wasted money on this player, that player. We've not strengthened in this area. Oh, we've not replaced Lukaku. We've bought three number 10s, et cetera, that kind of thing. You know, this season, a lot of, you know, a lot of the worry was, oh, we, we, we've, we've not bought in a long-term replacement for Coleman. Um, the interesting thing was the central midfield area is one we've been pretty consistent in recruiting for. We've, 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 multiple managers have bought in multiple players you know you've got um you've got decore um you've 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 got you've got gomez a sort of silver signing in effect uh you've got um you know you, you've got now van der beek bringing in um uh, van der beek as a sort of a, a lampard sign this shift of how he wants to play it obviously alan is a an ancelotti signing there's it's 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 not an area we've been afraid to spend money, and obviously it's it's not necessarily always worked. You know, like and Bamin's an obvious example. Although I hear he's doing great things in uh, Russia now, so of uh, all power to of him. Um, <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah, uh, player of the season and, uh, and all that. But um, yeah, I think it's it, it's not always worked. But but you know, you'd hardly sort of look on paper and go that. Well, I'd I'd say on paper like. That wouldn't be the area that would strike you as our weakness, you, you know, and unless, you know, injuries start to bite, it wouldn't seem to be. And yet it 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 really is a, a, a sort of a, a, it's, it's diminishing returns in that, in that part of the field. I think Alan's been the best of the bunch. I think the core since the injury um, has, has not really been the same player, but but on on his day still looks a really good footballer. And I think with some kind of creative player in there, which, you know, you'd hope would be Van der Beek. 
who knows with Gomez. Um, but with, with, with that kind of balance, that that's surely good enough to, you know, certainly compete with a lot of the sides we've been up against. And, and I know we said this in relation to the Wolves game, but it, it's it's not as if there's there's not really many viable alternatives. Obviously, there were at the weekend because of injuries and suspensions. Um, may, maybe it's that lack of a holding one and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll rule letting and bamming go. Who knows? But I, I, I just think it's, it, it's not necessarily the, uh, the sort of the usual excuse to point to where we've 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 wasted a load of money here. We ju- we just don't seem to have kind of got the balance right. And I, I'd hope Lampard, because of his position that he played in, can kind of get that right. The the defensive side of it uh, is worried. And I know uh, when we you know when we spoke about the Spurs game, it's it's obviously a prom position, and 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 the fullbacks can be a part of that as well, particularly with a five where you know you you kind of need them to offer more up the pitch as well and you're not necessarily going to get that from the players we've got but I, I do think that like that's that's maybe an area I, I, I want to see some improvement um in midfield I mean but then so, so I'm as I'm saying that out loud and I'm just thinking well we, we look quite blunt up front at times so it's it, it really is across the park isn't it I think it's it's collective psyche it's confidence it might it might take that bit of luck um it might it might take uh, it might take someone sort of stepping up who isn't Anthony Gordon, um, but we do need it to happen soon because, as, as you mentioned, I, th- I think you know coming up against a Moyes side in West Ham off the back of an international break. Um, I mean, it's it's not one you'd normally go into with like lots of confidence, but I think if we can if we can scrape away and get something there. And maybe just just change that narrative that we are the side who goes away and gets gets tonked in London. I think that 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 surely got to make a difference to some some of the players who've kind of, you know, suffered through that. You know, a, a Michael Keane who can have a sort of redemption story and kind of you know battle away with uh, Mikel Antonio for ninety minutes. You know, that would that would surely do something going forward. Um, but who knows? You know, we we we, we might we might be awful again we might play great but then follow it up with something dreadful I, I think there's there's far too much inconsistency isn't there um and I think we we could do with someone finding a real bit of a real bit of form you know even if it is individuals if not the the entire the entire team but um yeah that, that, that West Ham game's interesting it's uh but it's but it's it's also a long way away isn't it so um just got a kind of yeah drum my fingers and sort of expect some pictures of Bramley Dock to uh, surface <laughs> to cheer me up. That's what I need. Yeah, yeah. I, I want us to go to West Ham and play for a nil-nil draw as the as the very first priority. Um, you know, I'm going to sound mm. like a broken record and say we need to just lock everything down. We need to be compact. compact. We need to start finally de- uh, employ the low block and just try and frustrate teams um, and just stop being so open. Uh, this, the, you know, the, we we like the fact that they start on the front foot, um, and you know they 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 try and be expansive and they try and you know press the other the the home team back, but you know as we've seen they can they can run themselves out of um, energy fairly quickly, uh, and then once that first goal goes in the heads drop. Um, I want us to to try and play the you know the the archetypal away team role where we just dig in. Um, like we did at Chelsea, um, and you know, just 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 try and 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 aim for a clean sheet before anything else. Um, and and as we as we saw in that game against Chelsea, there were opportunities for us on the break, um, but we're not getting those opportunities right now, um, because it, it, just going forward, we have so so little um, so little confidence, so little imagination at the moment uh, away from home. Um, so that that would be my hope is that he uses this um, you know uses this break to work on set pieces, defending them and putting them in the box, um, and and my hope is that he goes with the defensive four now, uh, sticks with it, um, and then just formulates um, a game plan for each specific game, each of the eleven that's left, come up with a specific game plan of how to grind out points from each one of those games, take them one at a time um, and just try and build on 
small wins, small successes, you know, within games, within results, um, to just try and you know build that confidence bit by bit because I think that's really the only way, the only way to do it now. It would be nice if just like in all these games that we've um, so many games we've we've, we've lost um, we've we've had as we've said we've had a good first fifteen minutes so it'd be nice if we just actually scored for once when we were on top um, and gave ourselves something to hold on to. I agree with what you're saying, Lind. I mean, I, you know, it, it's it's um, yeah, it, it would be good to just go there and you know, you've got a point to hold on to it sort of thing and defend well and dig in like Moyes used to do, like Ancelotti's done. You know, um, it's um, yeah, that, that that's a uh, Obviously, worst worst thing that happens. Keep a clean sheet. The worst thing that happens is you get a point. But um, on the flip side, yeah, the times we have sort of like you know gone, you know, we, we were very good in them first 15, 20 minutes against Palace. If um, you know, just, I, I don't know what you would obviously don't know what would happen after that. But it just I just love to see us get you know when, when we when we are on top, get that early goal and 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 you know change the dynamic of the game like we did against Leeds, for example, and against the Brentford. You know, we get an early goal, get in front early, make that early pressure count. And then, yeah, it, it, it's potentially a different game. How that works, well, it, I guess we got a fairly early goal against Newcastle and then just surrendered the goal immediately, didn't we, away? <laughs> so that yeah. didn't really work that in, in that instance. But um, they got a bit of time with the... With the the international break now. The the players um, that are away, it was just a raised an eyebrow at one or two. Richarlison's away in um, in Brazil, and frankly, on form. I don't know. Obviously, he hasn't been in particularly good form the last few the last few games. It's a almost a bit of a shame that he's not here in this instance. That you know to um, to be working with with the rest of the players there. Not that it'd be good you know, if he gets called up for Brazil. Obviously, not not be good him that. Of course, it's just it's a little bit of a shame, almost in a in a way. And um, I'm hoping he gets yeah, a goal. Then, to uh, be honest, it, I'm hoping he gets a goal to to kind of because he yeah, needs it. But, I mean, when was the last time he scored? It's been a while. But I'm hoping this will give him a um, you know a bit of a bit of a lift, a bit of a kickstart. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, pick for the B way. But the one that I, I brought, I brought, because I don't think it's happened before, is um, Decore is going to uh, to Mali. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I don't think he's played international football before. Now, again, and um, I'm not, you know, it, it's great for him that he's having the opportunity to play play international football. I'm not begrudging that, but blimey, the timing of it. It's bad timing, I mean, like isn't it's. It? Um, yeah. Ridiculous mm-hmm. time, and he's just back. He's back from injury. He's out of form. He needs to work on fitness. Yeah, you know, I mean, the last thing we need is if he comes back from from then games with an injury. Yeah, you know I mean, and you know, and at twenty nine, it's a it's it's a it's it's a fairly strange age to be making your international debut. Um, again, no criticism whatsoever for for for, for choosing to you know, for for taking the opportunity to play for Mali, but the time and right now for it to be it's it's last international break before the season ends as well. <laughs> it doesn't really have to be right now when we really could do with him right um you know right now working because we're going to be very short on options uh going into west ham he's he's potentially only got gomez to work with in the whole in midfield yeah, who's potentially going to play at west ham delph we don't know how fit he is obviously davis ain't going to be available I, yeah, I, sure. I know how fit he is i know how fit he is yeah, <laughs> yeah we actually all know how fit he is. Oh, yeah. Not. yeah i mean obviously alan can join in the train and help out and stuff like that but he obviously can't play the game you know what i mean so it's um again no criticism of the core in that so I just find that the time and just uh incredibly frustrating when we really really need as many players there really uh to work to work on things but I suppose it's a bit of a lame complaint. I mean, look at how many how many players some of the you know the teams that were up, uh, that were that were competing with lose during that time. You know, compared to how many in distance that we're going to lose. The bulk of our squad's actually probably there, isn't it? I think Gordon's way with the under twenty ones. Others really, it's in Coleman's way with Ireland, which again seems a little bit. I don't know. Again, you can't be good to lad for playing for him, but I'm amazed he's done three games in the last sort of week or so. Um, now he's going to play a couple more when. Yeah, we need these players really. If he, again, if he comes back with an injury, it's 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 another one we could do about, you know. So it's um, numbers are thin at the moment. So it, I'm a little bit a little bit concerned about the um, some of the players who are going away. But uh, let's just hope that the, the numbers that are here that they uh, really sort of work hard and uh, yeah, really work on them set pieces as as you mentioned and um, yeah, just really formulate a plan and let's attack these games and let's get these points on the board quickly. He's got some. Uh, Huge games coming up, um, and yeah, we just just got to got to fight hard and get the points. Yes, we do. Okay, let's uh, enough doom and gloom. Let's end on a on a more a more <laughs> positive note, um, and uh, with our uh, with our question, which this week is, what is your favourite Everton goal? Who wants to kick it off? 
Um, I, I, I was I was struggling to choose to be honest because there, there, there's some sort of like ingrained on my memory, like via you know sort of videotape watching sort of you know like the Graham Sharp goal uh, volley uh, as a kid um, on really sort of like naff VHSs with like really bad sort of soundtracks on. Um, I'd say, but I'd say if if I could really pick out one. Um, it'd probably be the Duncan Ferguson header against uh, Manchester United in 2005. Um, just because um, they'd had such a hoodoo over us. Um, and it was it was a season, obviously, Rooney had joined them. Um, and it was, it, was, it was getting sort of late in the season. Obviously, we'd have this, this great season. It was like, you know, uh, can we carry on that momentum? And obviously, just... A big, a big one nil night at Goodison. I guess um, you know the uh, performance against Newcastle sort of uh, probably sort of played into that a bit. Uh, wasn't the prettiest goal. It's a very you know it's a simple. It's 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 big dunk doing what big dunk did when he could. Um, could probably do them to do it now. To be honest, uh, just just get in the box and get on the end of a, a great delivery. But um, it, it it was just a reaction. I'd say it's 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 one of the sort of. Um, you know, there's there's others I could have picked out. You know, other sort of recent ones as well that are probably sort of technically better. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Tom Davis's goal against Man City, mm-hmm. uh, just for the sort of you know youthful kind of optimism, and <laughs> and we all know where that gets you. Uh, but um, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say that one. I've I've got a soft spot for that, and uh, it was uh, yeah, it was. Uh, a time when we were sort of yeah yeah worrying worrying about whether we'd finish fourth rather than whether we'd finish fourth from bottom. But um, so you know, is open to more days like that. Yeah, it was a massive goal for the um, for finishing fourth, wasn't it? It's a really big win. Uh, yeah. That one really important um, for yeah for for the for the chase for fourth. It's an incredible game that was, wasn't it? I was yeah, I was I was at that one. It's amazing atmosphere that one. It was a great mm-hmm. yeah one one of one of the best games I think I've been to that in terms of atmosphere and uh, Goodison just rocking and yeah, it was absolutely incredible that game. Yeah, mine's yeah mine's really obvious I guess. Yeah, is it the, the the Rooney one against uh, against Arsenal when uh, it, it ended that Arsenal a long Arsenal run of forty nine, however or however many games it was. It was a silly amount of games that they gone unbeaten and uh, yeah. Um, Moyes was obviously quite new, and um, yeah, it was so exciting having the 16-year-old uh, Mooney like coming off the bench, and uh, yeah, when he picked the ball up and, and curled it um, in, into the top corner past David Seaman, it was just uh, just just amazing. It was one of those that would uh, always live uh, always live with me. Um, it was just yeah, just 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 incredible. I think it's the um, the importance of the goals. It, 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 I think the results are obviously always quite important to that, and obviously to finish the game with a win against such a such an amazing team. And it, it, there was just that really real feel good feel good factor of that of um, oh, having to go in places here, having to you know finally after years of misery, you know going in the right direction. And we were, we did, we did uh, under under David Moyes really, and uh, that was um, yeah, fairly important and sort of kickstarting at that. Um, that season, we started the season quite well, if I recall. A few poor performances, a few quite good ones, and then, uh, yeah, I think that stuck us on a bit of a run down. It was just, but just an incredible goal and incredible feeling. And uh, at the time, obviously, you thought, oh, this this lad, he's going to be, oh, he's he's having it through and through. He's going to be with us, with us for yeah, forever and ever. And uh, but not even two years later, he was, uh, he wasn't. But um, yeah, that was a uh, that'd be my one. Audacious, wasn't it? Just so typically, so no, typically man. Rooney. Typically, Rooney. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, the ones that uh, you know that immediately spring to mind a bit like you, Adam, the ones that you know that are kind of really co- consequential ones, like obviously Rideout's Cup final goal and Graham Stewart's second against Wimbledon, or Gareth Farrelly's against Coventry, even even Doug's first for the club uh, against Liverpool in '94. Um, mm. I suppose the the one that a lot of people would would immediately think of is um, Leon Osmond's against Larissa just for the pure technical, I mean, the team move, the back heel and and the finish, which was just, you know, amazing. So that, that was, that was the one that I would choose. And the other one was um, Stephen Pienaar's at Arsenal where he breaks away in that one-on-one and dinks it over the keeper. The the reason why I like that one so much is it's just, it's the kind of goal that Everton players almost never score. You know, that kind of impudence, (laughs) 
um, you know, away away on the breakaway, one on one with the keeper, and he just he just dinks it over, and, and and it helps that Pinar was one of my favorite Everton players at the time. So that's another reason why I'm so yeah. fond of that one. But yeah, those those two were the ones that 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 uh, really came to mind. Well, I um I I assume that like some of the yeah, I thought one of you two will will see the Rooney goal, so I'll have a few more up my sleeve just in case. And one what one was that one, the PNR one, and maybe it would have been that one if we'd have just just held on and won the game. Yeah, very I mean, close, was wasn't it? Very frustrating. Yeah, I think James James Vaughan missed a pretty good chance. It would have been three one, and that would have been game over. And instead, they they got like a deflected goal or something. Lately, I was very frustrating to not win that game. Um, the other one, uh, just uh, quickly, was the uh, McFadden one against Charlton. Which was, oh, was yeah. just, just an exceptional yeah. goal, and yeah, yeah. I was in the meet, and and just uh, yeah, and it was important goals again. That was a last minute winner, and I think we finished in the European qualifying position that season. So, yeah, that was a that was an incredible one. So that was that was my fallback one in case one of you guys said Rooney, but <laughs> you didn't, and I said it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my fallback was Andy Johnson second against uh, Liverpool, just for uh, just for how hilarious it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because yeah. uh, no, I, I, I always uh, my uh, my uncle Billy growing up, it was always his dream to score against uh, against Liverpool. But he, he never wanted to score a good goal. He wanted like one to go off his arse. Yeah. That was his dream. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I must admit, yeah, that, was, uh, that one sticks in the memory. Obviously, Jag Elkers as well as another uh, another pretty special yeah. one. Well, yeah. yeah, when you start to think about it, you know, there's there's obviously plenty you could you could you could you could draw from the from the memory banks. Sounds like a sounds like, sounds like a different podcast. Yes, yeah, a different, a different <laughs> yeah. podcast. But uh, we'll leave this one there. Uh, maybe try and forget about this lot for a week or so. Uh, we'll be back, I suppose, in a fortnight's time. Given that there's there's no matches next week, uh, most likely between West Ham and Burnley, or maybe right after. I guess we'll we'll see uh, whether Frank Lampard has been able to make any headway on this uh, crippling confidence issue that we are all wrestling with. Uh, Until then, enjoy the break, take care, and we will speak to you soon. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.